is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is the Saturday edition of the program, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. A lot of those other talk show hosts... They want to charge you for a premium subscription. Those suck DJs. Yeah, uh, we're not into that stuff. We give it away free, so enjoy Free Talk Live's site on us at freetalklive.com. And we'll give you some ideas as the show goes on about how you can help us, uh, you know, on a voluntary basis if you enjoy the show. But if you just want to get some archives or uh, explore all the features of the site, do it on us at freetalklive.com. All right, so the phones are open for you. You can call in about anything. The number again, 800-259-9231. But Mark, uh, where would you like to start things off tonight? Well, I got a letter to the editor to the Wall Street Journal, and I think that it's, uh, I, I think it's, it, it's kind of relevant right now because, well, we're looking at uh, well, making a, a mandatory insurance for the whole nation. We? Well... We being the United States of America. I'm not in that. We. I'm not, I'm not looking at this. This is not something I want. <laughs> you may very well get it jammed down your throat. Well, that, that's a good question. I mean, considering I don't actually Certain work for a corporation. Certain types of could be stuck elsewhere, too. Yeah, considering I don't work for a corporation, I don't know how easily they will have a time jamming it down my throat because I don't pay federal taxes. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens to me and others like me because I would like to suggest... That if you are truly opposed to socialized health care, well, first of all, you should admit to yourself that right now it's pretty much a socialist system. It's like a 53% socialist system right now. But they want to take it all the way. They want to take, well, this is kind by of an interim you, step. By that you mean that about half of every dollar spent in the health care system um, is you know, spend government, government control. Yeah, exactly. Medicare, Medicaid, and a variety of other things. Now, this this healthcare plan they're talking about isn't going to take it to 100% government control, but I don't know. It's going to be up in the 75, 85% range, wouldn't you say? Uh, it's probably it's it it could very well put every, every insurance company out of the uh, the healthcare business. Indeed, indeed, and I know that's uh, something that you want to you want to talk about, but I just want to encourage people that. Go ahead, draw your line in the sand on this one. I mean, if you've been waiting for a good issue to make your stand and say, okay, it's not the America I thought it was anymore, and uh, I've just had about enough. I'm no longer going to be participating with you, federal government. I will not be obeying your diktats, your statutes, your laws, uh, your demands. Will not be will not be participating in your system. I will not be voluntarily contributing to your health care program, and I will do whatever I can to avoid involuntarily contributing to it as well. Just a suggestion. All right, so Mark, go ahead with the story. This is uh, from William in Princeton, uh, New Jersey, and it was in the Wall Street Journal on uh, 7709. Maybe we should be grateful to Governor Charlie Crist of Florida for showing us exactly what happens to an insurance market when the taxpayer-funded public plan, that's the Florida Citizens Property Insurance Corporation, of insurance is introduced into the marketplace, Hurricane Charlie, Review and Outlook, um, he quotes, uh, it's June the 29th. So, wait, 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 so you're telling me, now, I, you and I used to both, uh, both live down there. We lived in the uh, Sarasota area, which mm-hmm. is just south of Tampa, on the west coast, and you and I were born down there. You're telling me after we left Florida, they, they instituted a state-run insurance program for home insurance? Well, um... Florida was going uh, on a socialist path, and uh, you know it's getting more and more so. 
I, I just it's amazing to me yeah. that and well you know even even as a red state you you often get these uh, what they call rhinos in there and I'd say Charlie Crist falls into that category of you know Republican in name only he's he's big on the crime and punishment thing but of course he is that grows government it's good for bureaucratic jobs. Mm. Florida's okay. plan, a public plan, isn't funded by actuarially computed reserves that equate risk with premium. It's funded by a taxpayer <laughs> guarantee to make up for inadequate premiums when large claims inevitably occur. So another way to say that is the government program has nothing to do with the marketplace. It has nothing to do with consumer demand. It has nothing to do with uh, a, 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 an accurate way to, to run a business. Uh, when you run a business, when you're running an insurance company, there are certain costs that you have to uh, meet. You have to be careful about how much you're spending and how much you're taking in and things like this. These are things that businesses are concerned with every single day. But, Ian, what if we could run the government as efficiently as a business? Who ha- how many times has that been proposed? How many, how many biz- former businessmen have uh, decided to uh, whatever, hell, whatever the hell happened to their business? Maybe they actually made it with their business. Sure. Some of them have. How many former successful businessmen have gotten in, uh, you know, and uh, said, all right, I'm going to take my business acumen over here to the world of the public sector and uh, really shape things up in the states? The government is inefficient. I, I, I wish I could do my Ross Perot imitation. Yeah, the government's inefficient and we're going <laughs> to shape it up. There's I don't know if that's Ross Perot, but it's funny. Ninjas knocking at my back door. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I I, th- I love the idea of the government working as efficiently uh, as a business. I I just think that it's as likely as me uh, perpetu- uh, you know propelling myself to the moon by my own flatulence. Yeah. The private property insurers either cease to operate in the state or, in competition with the public plan, or drastically decrease their market availability, leaving. And by the way, how long has this been going on? I'm sorry, t- since 2006. When, I think when did I, they start I, it, does, this? it doesn't quote when it started, but okay. I would say that's about that time. Hurricane Charlie you know, Got it. happened shortly before. So the, people already, uh, businesses, uh, insurers, home insurers, have already started going out of business. Well, after let me tell you this story. Uh, my mom uh, still lives in the Tampa Bay area. And she had, she's had State Farm. This is one of the big ones, right? She's had State Farm since before I was born, and I'm 38. Yeah, wow. She insures her car, her home, every kind of insurance she's had through State Farm. State Farm dropped her this year. From the entire deal? She's never had a well from the home. The they, home. They'll they'll gladly take her money for um, cars okay. and, and fire, you know, whatever whatever else. But when she's, it comes to home, they've dropped the cold. her. Do you know, I mean, how she's never had a claim, Ian. That's crazy. That That's how so, badly State Farm wants out of the business in Florida. So they are pulling out. They are dropping all their clients is what you're saying? I, I can't say that, but I, they, <laughs> they dropped one of their best from what I can tell. Well, how do you compete with a state-run program? I mean, from a business perspective, how do you do that? Well, <laughs> the, state, you, the state isn't going to run efficiently, and... You know, I'm sorry. They, you know, they don't have the same incentives that the uh, the business in the marketplace does, and it's just they're they don't have they're going to stay in business no matter what because the taxpayers have to pay, and you know they're going to drive people out of business. All right, I'm going to put I'm going to put you on hold for for just a moment here, Mark, with this story because we've got somebody uh, on the line that has uh, a topic that has nothing to do with this, and I just want to go to it because it is free talk live, and you can bring up anything. So let's talk to Chuck, listening to WKCT in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hey, Chuck. Hey, good to talk to you. What's on your mind tonight, sir? Well, uh, I was thinking about uh, everyone's talking about the president and his birth certificate, and is he really an American or is he from another country and 
My wife brought up this movie that we saw some time ago called uh, Catch Me If You Can. It starred Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he, that... uh, he played like a scam artist, right? Yeah, yeah. And we were thinking, we were sitting there drawing con- uh, comparisons. What if a guy in Africa decided he would fake a birth certificate, come over and get into the Senate for a few days, run for president? She said, hey, he's just like, catch me if you can. And, you know, until somebody shows me a birth certificate, I believe he is. Well, I think that you're going to keep paying taxes, though, aren't you? Well, I'm going to have to if I want to stay out of jail, of course. <laughs> but maybe somebody but I guess will call, it doesn't matter. Will listen to this and call his hand. Well, you know, here's my question there, for you. There are Hawaiian newspapers that did report his birth um, at the time that it occurred. So it seems to me likely that he was born in Hawaii. However, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really surprised that he hasn't released this long-form birth certificate that they're talking about. It, why should he? He's already the, pre- the president. Well, why shouldn't he? <laughs> so yeah, people, it's, a, it's a simple thing. If you, go to, if you go to grade school, they make you show it. Look, I see where I see where y'all are coming from with this whole oh, where was he born thing because uh, it seems to be important considering there are certain qualifications one must have in order to run for that particular office. But let's say that tomorrow Barack Obama is ousted. That tomorrow this he is discovered to have been a fraud. The and Supreme they, Court decides he's out of there. Right. They probably won't deport him, though. But, but, but so what if they do? Who cares if he gets kicked out of office? Then you've just got Joe Lieberman or whatever the hell that other Biden. guy's name is. Biden. <laughs> They're all the same to me. You just have, uh, you know, Joe Biden in his place. What has changed? Well, Can you, you answer a, that? You, you, got, you got a point there. I mean, <laughs> Thank you for the call. The same, I, I appreciate it. And that's just it. People spend so much time and effort on this the birth certificate. We need to find out about this. But what would the what would significantly change whether it was Joe Biden or if George Bush was the vice president? It'd be the same old thing. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up anything. Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line, Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You dial in, bring up anything, 800-259-9231, and you need to know that our website is free. The features there include the shrine of female listeners. Dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to prove that they listen to the show, and you can see them over at shrine.freetalklive.com. I've been uh, taking a, a new vitamin. I guess it's sort of like a vitamin. It, it also contains uh, antioxidants from real fruits, goji fruit, mangosteen, acai, nani fruit. These uh, super fruits uh, that are contained in Choose for Health are considered to be, by many experts, the most nutrient-rich fruits in the world. You can uh, try it out yourself by going to orderchoose.com, and they have a special offer for a free trial for one week. If you, uh, is All you have to do is pay for the shipping and handling if you call right now at one 800 Two one nine eighty eight seventy four. You're only going to get the free trial if you go to call this t- telephone number eight hundred two one nine eighty eight seventy four. It's Choose for Health. So, Mark, I want to ask you briefly, and I want to get right to these phone calls because people are waiting uh, patiently, and some some folks have to. Uh, they want to talk about the insurance issue we opened the show up with. Um, but I, I just wanted to to throw out a uh, question to you of what were you going to uh, driving toward a point here? I mean, what we were pointing out is that down in Florida. They have this Florida-run home insurance program that is, of course, knocking the existing insurance companies out of business because how do you compete in the marketplace with an entity that has no response to market signals, is not interested in uh, – in, it doesn't have to play by the same rules as you because it can steal 
its overhead. It can steal from people to support itself. And how do you compete with that? You've got businesses that are apparently going out of business. They're dropping clients. Your your mother has uh, been a client of State Farm Insurance for more than 40 years or something like that. And she was just unceremoniously dropped. She never filed a claim On home. Uh, from home insurance. And so the, that's what you're pointing out. You're, you're paralleling the Florida home insurance program, this state-run program, to what they're proposing at the national level, the health care program. Did you want to drive at a, a point or a question for some listeners? Because we already have calls on this. I just wanted to see if you had something. Well, I, I guess if you, if you want, um, if you think that it's a good idea that the government gets into health care, um, further into health care, because it already spends half of every dollar that's uh, spent in health care, um, is it... You know, do you want it so badly that you'll force other people to pay for it? So should other people be forced to pay for if they don't want to pay for your health care, which I understand that 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 you need. I I get that. How long should they go to prison for if they they don't want to pay? um, So if I decide with the the new government program that they're going to maybe put in place, right, it seems to be going that direction in Washington, D.C. If I decide that uh, not interested in putting my money into that program, I'll just fly to Austria or something like that or Mexico and, and get my health care there. Uh, I'm not interested in your government health care program. I'm going to go with my private providers and not play by your rules. Um, what should the prison sentence be? Yeah, you know, how long, how long should I be separated from my family, from my, uh, my child, my wife, if I don't want to participate in socialized or government-mandated insurance or whatever? Great question. The number is 800-259-9231. If you have an answer for that, that's 1-800-259-9231. Or you can bring up anything. We go ladies first to Carrie, listening to KUSA in Washington. Carrie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a great subject you just brought up. I didn't hear that at the beginning of the show. I was calling about the Obama sure. comment about if he was kicked out tomorrow, what difference would it make? Yeah. Um, if it was proven that he got into office illegitimately, it would make a big difference. How? Because the whole um, Obama administration would lose um, base, and they would lose their mandate. And what they mandate? Would the wait, wait, slow down, slow down. Well, slow down. I want to really understand what you're saying here. What mandate? Well, the mandate they supposedly went in with with a landslide of an election that, you know, well, it wasn't landslide, but they called it that. Um, Why? Now, here's know, what I'd like to understand. Where did this mandate come from? Is it just in your mind? I'm sorry? Where where does the mandate come from? You say there was a mandate that uh, they went into office. Supposedly. She's not interested in the mandate. But how does the mandate come to be if there is indeed a mandate? I don't believe there is a mandate. I agree, but they keep saying there is. Okay. So, you know, I I think a uh, 4% swing in the vote is not enough for a mandate, but they that's what they went in with, that, that, that they have free gratis now. They can put in all the programs that the liberals have been wanting for years, so you and th- you that's th- what they've done. So let me see if I've got this straight. You believe that if Obama is found to have been illegally put into office and is, uh, you know, just summarily rejected, just bounced out of office, Joe Biden gets bounced up to the, the president's seat, that all of a sudden he'll be uh, he'll be just unable or unable to, to do his job, supposedly, as president and, and pass all these programs? You think he'll just shy back from that? Uh, simply because I think that the public opinion will be so strong against the administration that, just like now, that it's turned them away from health care, not away, but has kind of backed them down a little bit, um, it's because of public public sentiment, and the same public sentiment would keep them from going on with their socialistic ideas here. 
I think that Kerry's right. Um, the and here's no. why I think it's right. I'll give you an example. George Bush uh, was essentially neutered shortly. You know, at, as the uh, the the Iraq War progressed, we became uh, deeper and more uh, mired into the quagmire that it was. Not uh, me. Okay, fine. <laughs> God, I hate when you do that crap. So, all right, the United States government and the you. military yeah, that um, that it has became mired in Iraq, and he lost his mandate, as it as it were. Not that he ever had one, but that's fine. No, it's fantasy. Fine. The mandate's a fantasy. Absolutely true. However, yeah. the media says there's a mandate, and the sheeple believe the media. All right. Yeah, so exactly. then Bush says we're going to privatize, move towards privatization of Social Security. He had a Republican Congress. You know, I'm not exactly sure of the year on that, um, so I'm, I'm not going to take the step there. But he was not able to get his uh, Social Security privatization you thing are, through. You are cherry-picking, Mark, because just look, just you want a, a perfect example of what happens when people are upset at uh, the federal government? You want to talk about uh, approval ratings being uh, poor? Because the Congress, as I recall, had an approval rating as low as 9% at some point within the, I don't know, the last, last few years. Bush years. And they don't care. They went right ahead. It didn't matter to them what people thought of them. It didn't matter to them that they got 100 calls to one on the, the first bailout issue saying, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Uh, they still went right ahead and pushed uh, pushed on through with it. The people didn't uh, stop f- fighting in Iraq. Nothing has significantly ha- uh, has significantly changed. I mean, you're arguing that one little idea, one little proposal that was on the table didn't make it through. Therefore, that something significant had changed. Seems to me the government's bigger, more intrusive, more oppressive, and more expensive than it's ever been. And I'm telling you that that would not change if Joe Biden was the vice president. You're, you're, I think you're living in a fantasy if you believe that, and that includes you, Mark. Carrie? I thought she... Uh, Carrie, are you still there? She's she dropped gone. off. All right. Let's, uh, yes, Mark, you want to jump in with some uh, You know, I, I understand that they do They do, do do that. However, you can cobble them to some extent. The, the federal government is absolutely <laughs> intrusive. They absolutely spend way too much money, no doubt. Um, I, I, <laughs> though, I'm not going to argue with that. As though that Biden guy is going to all of a sudden say, oh, man, I'm not going to sign this bill because people don't like me. <laughs> Give me a break. He'd get right in there and just keep rolling forward with the same old agenda because the same people would still be sitting in the uh, the House of Representatives and the Senate. They're all the same. It doesn't matter what part, political party that they uh, they are in or what plot of land they're born on. I mean, that's what everybody's getting so excited about with Barack Obama. Hey, he was born on that plot of land over there. That'll change things if we get him out of office. In an instant, the world changed for Lieutenant General Michael O'Neill. His staff shot before his eyes. Arrested for war crimes, he now faces a short, one-sided trial. The boundaries blur. The chaos returns. Somebody is going to die. The long-awaited sequel to Hell's Fair, The Eye of the Storm, by New York Times best-selling author John Ringo from Bain Books. Remember, if you don't like your world, visit one of ours at Bain.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can visit our website at freetalklive.com. The features are totally free, and they include uh, the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. And they go back an entire year on us. Free Talk Live. 
Audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose. Every genre, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up today at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Just uh, looking at the uh, Audible website here, I've seen James Patterson's swimsuit. Janet Ivanovich's Finger Lickin' 15, and Nora Roberts. So there's all kinds of big names over there. Very good. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Get one of them free. Uh, so, Mark, we started things out with the insurance issue, this this health insurance thing, which is going to be government-run. There's uh, there, The plan is, and it hasn't passed yet, but it's looking promising. Uh, the plan is to shove mandatory health insurance down all Americans' throats, kind of like they've done in Massachusetts, uh, where the state of Massachusetts has mandated that everybody get themselves health insurance. And if they don't want to go ahead and get themselves health insurance, then they're going to come in and, well, force them to have health insurance. They're going to jack some money out of their paycheck and sign them up even if they didn't want it. Probably and, for the government's plan. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, from the government for the government's plan, and of course the government's jumping into the insurance business or wants to at the federal level uh, jump into the insurance business to provide some dramatically unfair competition to the existing uh, cartel that for years had thought they were uh, going to be safe from competition by using the government to protect them from new new people getting into the game. That's what regulations are all about. It's where one ex- established industry and given established industry protects itself by using its buddies and government from any newbies that want to come into the business and actually innovate and provide some real competition. So these uh, these old boys in the insurance companies have now uh, it's now over. It's it's going to be curtains for them because they have uh, they teamed up with the state and now the state is going to stab them in the back by getting into the market and offering insurance at a much lower rate because it'll be subsidized because they're the government. And your question earlier was for for those of you listeners and of course you're welcome to call in about anything, but the question was uh, if this goes through, this federal insurance program thing goes through, and Mark, my co-host, doesn't want to pay for it, if you don't want to pay for it, Mark, ha- what should the punishment be for you? What should happen to you and your family if you decide, no, not interested, don't want to uh, be forced into this, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid this, if that means uh, not paying taxes anymore, whatever I can to uh, to avoid contributing to something I seriously disagree with, this socialized medicine system, what should the punishment be? Is that right? That's right. All I right. mean, you know, I, not that I disagree with uh, insurance. I certainly uh, have had health insurance in the past. I don't right now. Or your thoughts on anything at 800-259-9231. Let's go to Greg in Tallahassee. Listening to WFLA. Hey, Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Okay. Well, we were talking about this Florida insurance plan they have down here in the houses. Yeah, it's a home insurance plan run by the state, right? Correct. I, 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 I ran insurance with State Farm in all my houses over the years. And I, I was with State Farm for years and years and years. And I got dropped just like, up, you know, like nothing. I never had a claim in my whole life. Wow. And I got dropped. What did they say to you? What I did to settle that, what I did, they just dropped me. Period. Said they weren't going to insure no more. Amazing. So they're not even signing. In the Tampa Bay area, you know, they had the hurricanes down through there, and they they, they decided not to do any more insurance, I guess. Right. They're not writing new policies, and they're dropping people. And they're dropping, and uh, especially in areas that's near the water. And uh, so I just sold out. I said, well, I'm not going to mess with this state insurance. Now I rent when I'm when I'm in Florida. I'm renting, 
and let somebody else worry about the insurance. Mm. And uh, I run between here and Texas. I stay out in Texas, and I stay here some. I grew up here. Makes sense. It sounds like a sensible move. Just one less hassle to deal with. I got one more hassle I'm going to not deal with, too, and that's this government health care deal. Yes, sir. Your thoughts on that? It It is. I'm not going to do nothing with it. As a matter of fact, if it does get passed, I've made up my mind. I'm retired. So I made up my mind. I'm going to go to Mexico or go to, or go to Brazil, one or the other. I don't think it's a bad idea because uh, your money is going to go a lot farther down there. You might as well use those dollars while uh, while they still have some value. Well, now in Brazil, it's uh, it's much better than it is here because their inflation down there they're they're not they don't they're not on a dollar. Mm. Okay, they don't they don't their money system doesn't go by the dollar, but the American dollar right now. Is thirty percent. If you go down there and retire, let's say you go down there with a thousand dollars just to live for a month, mm-hmm. you will get about three hundred and some dollars more value out of your thousand dollars. I believe it, and, and I'm you, sure that's not the you, that's not the only place in the world where you could uh, where you could do that. It's, I've heard good things about uh, Costa Rica, and uh, I mean, over even over in the Eastern uh, Bloc, uh, places like oh, what's the the country over there? The Estonia. Yeah, Estonia's got uh, some good rumors flying around about how the economy is good over there because they they got rid of the uh, the crazy income tax they had and replaced it with a, a flat tax and it's done a lot to to boost the economy. So there's uh, all kinds of international options. I I myself am not ready to uh, to leave, but I I can certainly appreciate anybody who is. I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I'm uh, I moved back in 2006 to New Hampshire from Florida and you as well, Mark, uh, because we're part of the Free State Project, a movement of 20,000 liberty-oriented people, or what we hope to be 20,000 at some uh, someday, it's at around 9,500 right now, that are planning to move, and hundreds of them have already moved to New Hampshire in order to achieve liberty in our lifetime by getting together. So we're not running away anymore. We're kind of retreating to one location, regrouping, and we're getting active in a concentrated manner in a certain specific geographic area, and that, of course, is New Hampshire, freestateproject.org. We'll tell you more about that as we go on here. But your call's about what you want. Let's go to Ray, listening in Tampa to WFLA. Hey, Ray. Hey, I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Hey, it's on your uh, mind one thing I just want to comment on was, uh, no matter where you are, whether you're a big or if you're just or just mode, you know, unfortunately, it seems like more and more our society's not doing the right thing. You know, just what would the right be- thing before you go on? What would the right thing be for Ray? Oh, I tell you, you know, the, the drive, the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, you know, I believe that's just ruined our country. Instead of you know doing what's right, you know, if a, if an employer works his tail off. An employee, you know, an employee works himself, and an employer should, you know, reward him. You know, um, there's nothing wrong with making a profit, but when you try to uh, rape society, you know, with outrageous, uh, outrageous. So you're you're blaming businessmen uh, for the for the problems. In business, I'm blaming um, just in general. You know, right now I'm working a part-time job even as we speak, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it because I accrue debt. You know, I'm not running away from my debt. I am paying it off. That's good. You know, you know, where many people, you know, they say forget it, and then the rest of us end up having to pay for that. And that's one of the things that the insurance companies are complaining about. 
And it seems like whether you're Democrat or Republican, you know, it seems like the Democrats want to talk about people that aren't getting health care, and the Republicans want to talk about things like phony, phony um, lawsuits, but nobody's talking about the whole picture. If everyone would just do it, they should, you know, health care given reasonable, affordable rates and people paying their bills, you know, and the same thing with uh, homeowners insurance. And as far as that, any, any other, you know, type of commerce that you, you know, you could, you know, discuss would have all these issues with government's trying to come in and, you know, say that they have the answer, which they don't. So, Mark, do you understand what he's suggesting? I'm having a tough time. I'm, 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 I'm a little little confused on uh, exactly where he is uh, uh, going with it, but I've, I guess I'd, um, you know, if, I'd, let's go back to where you're talking about uh, the employer's, uh, you know, raping and pillaging the workers, and I'm kind of curious, um, you know, recently we had uh, the big auto manufacturers, uh, you know, got bailed out by the government, and those are the guys with the union workers, whereas Honda, Toyota, who also have plants here in the United States, where their workers are not unionized, didn't get bailed out. And really? it seems to me... That's correct. Wow, I didn't know there were auto companies that didn't have unionized workers. That's amazing. Uh, I know you're driving to a point here. We'll, we'll bring uh, Ray back for a moment here and your calls as well. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231, and you can, uh, again, bring up anything. Point of the show. Freetalklive.com is the website, and we give away the features there if you like the show and would like to help support Free Talk Live. One of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's that simple. You know Amazon, they are they are the world's largest internet retailer and they sell virtually anything that you might be looking for. I was looking into uh, getting a, a megaphone, another megaphone for the activists here in the area and oh, there were at least several, uh, a whole bunch of megaphones from which to choose. amazon.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done and feel good because you're helping Free Talk Live at the same time. Let's go back to Ray listening to WFLA in Tampa. We've been talking about uh, the the issue of health. I started things out by talking about the issue of government-mandated health insurance, this government-run insurance program that they're looking at shoving down our throats. And you were saying that you kind of went through a litany of things that you felt were were problems with with the country. And just to focus on, I think, what was one of the first ones, uh, was it your insistence that the love of money is the root of all evil, kind of this common cliche that uh, you hear a lot of people, uh, un- uh, I guess, unwittingly just spouting? I personally don't uh, don't believe in that. I, I like money, and uh, I, maybe I even love having money because it, it allows me to uh, to create things that I otherwise wouldn't be able to do. I, I'm here doing this show right now because I took my money and invested it in a radio studio for myself so I could do this program. So I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to that. Let's pot him down for just a moment here because I don't know if he's even listening. Uh, But we'll we'll bring him back when we ask the question. But Ray was talking about the issue of, uh, well, there's these businesses out there that are are doing mean things. You know, they're – they are – Ray, are you there? Okay, just hearing a lot of noise there in the background. Uh, so yeah. you, what you were saying is there are these businesses that are out there, you know, maybe paying the CEO too much, and they're kind of giving the short shift uh, to the short shift to their employees, and they need to start doing the right thing. Was that pretty much what you're getting getting to? Yeah, there's a difference between having money and money having you. You know, I don't have a problem with people having money. Dude, I, I, total, people... I totally understand where you're coming from, and uh, and yeah. I think that what you're looking at is a 
you've kind of got a pie-in-the-sky solution. Not that mine's going to be any less pie-in-the-sky, but let me run this by you here real quick and, and see what you think. You're saying people just need to start doing the right thing. These business owners just need to start paying people more and maybe paying their uh, CEOs less or whatever, You know, however they need to change their business model to do th- something that will satisfy you and, and those who are uh, kind of in that same camp. But what I'm going to suggest to you is that the business owners are not going to do what you are suggesting until their incentives change. The reason why employees are being uh, treated the way that they are, and I have to say that they're being treated far better in many places today than they ever were in the past. I mean, today we take things for granted like having air conditioning and overhead lighting uh, in the workplace. And so the reason why those things happened was because competitors were in the industry and they were offering something a little better to employees to get the pick of the employees. And so the other business owners had to step it up. They had to start competing or lose their employees. And what we have today, as I was pointing out with the health insurance companies, is this cartel situation where the businesses are restricted in number by government licensing, by government uh, mandates and uh, rest- and re- regulations that just they, cons- they uh, constrict the marketplace to a, a very select few providers. And so what I'm sa- telling you is that until that changes – the incentives of the businessmen won't, won't change. They're insulated from competition. They don't really have to do any of these things that you're suggesting because you can't get in and start your own business in that industry and compete unless you have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, with which to, uh, to pay all of the bribes or licensing fees or whatever you want to call them to get into the business. So until that changes, until we uh, can get rid of this government oversight of the business entities – it's they're, they're never going to shape up because nobody new with significantly fresh ideas can jump into the market and compete with these folks. The government prevents that from happening. So the irony is here, a lot of people look to the state and they say, oh, government, that's what you're here for. You're here to save us from the evil businessmen. Come on in here and tell these guys how much money they can make. Well... That can happen, but it's not going to solve your problem. Even if the government comes in and says, all right, Nike Shoes, you need to start paying your uh, your CEO $100,000 a year, and uh, you've got to give raises to all, your, uh, all the people that work for you. Even if they come in and do that, it's not going to change the, the fundamentals of the fact that Nike just doesn't have competition uh, in the marketplace as easily as they could in the absence of the government regulations. And so, therefore, they won't really change the way they're doing business, you'll just force them to change one of the ways they do business. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. I I think if people would just... Oh, darn it. We're losing your cell phone. Thanks for the try, though, Ray. Appreciate hearing from you. Good job talking him into the dirt, though, buddy. (laughs) Well, you know, it was, an, it was a, uh, a kind of a, di- a difficult point to make because a lot of people just kind of presume that uh, that they can solve the perceived issues of the business world that the, where they believe the market is failing. They they believe they can solve that by getting in and passing some new law, as though that's going to make things better. The more government control you put on business, the more restricted the marketplace becomes. The more difficult it is for people to get in and compete. Therefore, the the poorer the conditions are for the employees, the fewer the choices are fewer, yes. fewer the choices are for the uh, for the consumers, and that's not good for the economy. None of that stuff. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Peter, listening in West Palm Beach to WFTL. Hey, Peter. Uh, just an earlier point about a, an earlier topic. Um, yeah. If Obama wasn't a citizen, 
Biden wouldn't take over, it would be the person that finished second in the election, which, of course, would be McCain. And if you could imagine what kind of government transition <laughs> that would be. Well, it certainly would be interesting, um, but I think that there there are constitutional scholars debating this issue right now, hmm. and um, you know, it, I guess it, I jumped to that it conclusion. Was a, it was a Biden Obama ticket, so Joe Biden was elected. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just a Either speculation. Way. I mean, they, they, there are constitutional uh, scholars arguing just what you're talking about right now, but it's kind of uh, you know, I th- I think that more or less what you're going to have is. Hey, we're in power now, so you know, shoo. I don't think that McCain's gonna. You know, it's it's not gonna transfer. I wouldn't imagine, but but it's all speculation. Well, anyway, that was the point. Yeah, okay. it's, I think it's uh, I, I think it's it's interesting, and I'm glad you brought it up because people didn't get to hear the other side of that debate. Sure, and and again, what would it change really? I mean, okay, maybe McCain would have a slightly different priority with like the National Service Program, uh, forcing all American youth to go and work for the U.S. government instead of cr- creating an alternate uh, program. He might focus more on forcing people into the military instead of Obama going to force people into some sort of uh, make work program instead I mean, of the oh, Marines willy nilly running all over Pakistan and Afghanistan threatening villages as they have look at the but news what if the democrats said we're not going to surrender power right and i don't think they would <laughs> well I mean, I, yeah that'd be an interesting because situation there are constitutional scholars debating this issue right now they're, yeah. they, you know, they they're have split no answer on it who what would you do if you were joe biden and you were the <laughs> vice president yeah they, i guess he would order the uh He'd the, say no this is this is the rule, and I, I suppose the Supreme Court would decide. But I, I you know, I, it'd be very interesting to see. Didn't Obama? It, it, you know, if especially if he can get this uh, Sotomayor gal in, there, anything that can, <laughs> there's no way that it, that, that Biden's going to leave. Now that I support. Uh, if that throws uh, the federal government into chaos, into this tailspin that they're just so busily fighting over who the the head of the agency is going to be that they don't actually get anything done in that time, I'd be in favor of that. Thank, point. Thanks, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Drew in Tampa, listening to WFLA. Hey, Drew. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your mind tonight, dude? Oh, you got a lot of callers from Florida tonight. It's pretty interesting. Well, WFLA is a powerhouse, as is WFTL on the East Coast. Uh, so, big stations, lots of calls. Go ahead. Um, yeah, education and credit card debt. Like, maybe we should start, you know, informing people, because I've been listening to all this, like, you know, you know, overwhelming information, I mean, even a sensory overload, if you will, of, like, people and, oh, you know, my credit card, you know, lender, you know, swindled me. They didn't give me the uh, the information I needed. Why don't we have, like, a driver's license for credit card usage? <laughs> you know, people, you know, you have to take this course, understand what you're getting into, what these terminologies are, and then you can use a credit card. It's not a bad idea. I, obviously, I don't for, I don't like the idea of forcing people to do something that they don't want to do, so I wouldn't support it on that basis. But educating people about uh, financial intelligence, yes. Let's definitely help people understand finances. I know there's a guy on the radio out there, uh, Dave Ramsey, that does apparently a pretty awesome job of this, as I, as I understand it. But Because Americans just don't understand. They just don't get it. And that's because most of us went to government school where I remember what they taught me about finances in government school. Man, that's what it was. Here's how you bake a cake. Here's how you budget your checkbook. See you later. That's they all they did. They, they told me how to write a check. I didn't house. even get the balancing the checkbook part. They just told me how to write a check. <laughs> right. The you government has no incentive. Keep the economy going. What? Well, yeah. it's, 
It's amazing. I think you're absolutely right that people need to learn financial intelligence. But one thing's for sure, I don't trust the government to teach it to them. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Parents need to uh, get this down, and they need to explain it to their kids and make sure they understand it because it's the most impo- one of the most important things that you can teach your kids. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We're going to get right back into your phone calls here about absolutely anything. We'll open things up. By talking to RJ in Tampa, listening to WFLA. Hello, RJ. Hey, how are we doing? Great. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, it's like I was listening, and I couldn't believe the comment was made that uh, they didn't know that there were auto manufacturers out there that were non-union. I'm not an automotive expert. I'm not a big car fan, so I don't. I guess I just don't know these things. Mark, you knew that, right? Yeah. Well, I I do the economics around here. <laughs> economics around here so so there you go one of us knew one did not sir your thoughts well it's like because my dad retired from honda of america in ohio Mm -hmm. um and of course uh the average hourly wage for the non-unions are like 35 dollars an hour and that's what my i believe my father retired as far as his hourly wage compared Uh to the big three auto workers who are union and they average 75 dollars an hour jeez that's well, crazy. Thirty-five bucks an hour is pretty darn good. I, I think most pe- most Americans would be fine living on thirty-five bucks an hour. Well, and the benefits that they had were just phenomenal. The, the Honda um, folks, you mean? Yeah, the Honda folks. Um, they had a, a campus in the same uh, geographical location. Had both a car plant and a motorcycle plant. Um, and their their uh, personal facility that they had there, as far as the gym facilities. Um, uh, child care. I mean, they actually went out for their workers and gave basically set it up, and they gave them no excuse to not be productive. And as far as I know, and I might be wrong, but I've never heard of that plant in Ohio ever laying anybody off. That's and right. That's since they were formed, and this was back in '78, uh, I think it was. When they first opened up the motorcycle plant, 
Well, you know, well, I, I mean, have to say, well, I, I don't have a problem with pe- with people getting into unions if that's what they want to do. But my problem comes in where the government steps in and grants favors to the unions, grants uh, you know special powers to them, uh, and gets involved between relations between employees and employers. I don't think the government should be involved one iota. I imagine you'd agree with that. Well, of course not. And you, and I know for a fact that Honda as a corporation, if that ever, if they ever thought about bringing in a union, or they ever, the government ever thought about getting involved in that capacity, they would just pack up and go to another country. And everybody there knows that, so that's why they've never even, there's never even been a hint of a union in at least that facility there in Ohio. Well, good. Many uh, happy days ahead to them. I think that uh, they're a fine company from what I've seen. I've never owned one myself, but my uh, my girlfriend has, and she loved it. Uh, I know that uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a Toyota buff when it uh, comes to it. But, but, you know, the Japanese cars, and I think, have generally just been better, in my opinion, than, uh, than the American-made cars. I think they cars. have better press. I think the American cars have been getting better over, um, you know, the, the last decade. It's well, made that's not going to be the truth with uh, g- government motors now. No, government motors is going to stink. <laughs> government motors. That's about right. Thank you for the call tonight, dude. I appreciate hearing from you, and uh, we'll Continue with your calls about anything here. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Ken in New Hampshire. And, Ken, you're on the amp line on Free Talk Live. Uh, evening, fellas. Hey, Ken. Yeah, I just wanted to call in and uh, bring this to your attention if you haven't already heard about it. But uh, apparently earlier today, um, the uh, Associated Press take, uh, ran like a five-page article on the uh, Free State Project. And subsequently, it was picked up by the Washington Post uh, and then FoxNews.com and uh, the result has been pretty much like so many people were going to the freestateproject.org website that it pretty much crashed the server for a while, but uh, as of now, it's back up and running. And That is I guess, awesome. I, I have to say, yeah. uh, I went after you told me that it was over at uh, those websites, I went and checked it out. It's right there on the front page of Fox News. Right now, as we are speaking, the story uh, published by the Associated Press came out this afternoon, so 3.30 in the afternoon, which means that it wouldn't have been able to get into Saturday morning newspapers, which means that, if, that when the newspapers pick this story up, it's going to be picked up. For Sunday papers, if I, I mean that's just my presumption. I don't know a whole lot about the uh, the newspaper business besides the fact that they're dying. Uh, but the newspapers that are going to run this story are likely going to run it in tomorrow morning's paper, which will be even more exposure. They'll likely decide to at that point syndicate the story to their website. So you may see even more websites picking up this story as of tomorrow. Uh, this is pretty exciting news for the Free State Project. Some major exposure. I haven't had a chance to get through the entire, as you say, four or five page article. Is it relatively fair? Uh, have you had a chance to read through it? Oh, I definitely read through it completely, and it's definitely the fairest piece of journalism I've ever seen. You know, wow. talking about the Free State Project. That means it's positive. <laughs> yeah. Basically, they covered pork fest and, you know, talking about all the things we were doing up there, you know, the gun shooting and, you know, like I believe, like talking about some homeschooling groups and just, you know, our, our oh, state representatives great. that were free state, pro- free state project people. So, yeah, I'm telling you, this is like one of the best days I've ever seen for the free state project. Well, you know, I hope the fr- I hope somebody uh, gets a clue over there and removes that Claire Wolf article from the front page of the Free State Project site because it's like you've got all these people coming now to the Free State Project website at freestateproject.org. And what's the first article they see? 
see a relatively um, nasty article by uh, Claire Wolf. Uh, they they put I guess they posted it to the front page of the site because it mentions the Free State Project. But if that's why it was there, then put the AP story up at the the top of the the website so people can see that when they come to the page instead of Claire Wolf trying to talk people down from the ledge of uh, jump, making the jump and actually joining the project. I think that's one of the worst things they've ever had on the front page. And of course, it's uh, happens to happen right now. So anyway, thanks uh, Ken for that. Anything else you want to share? Well, that's about it, fellas. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. I mean, the, the, you know, the Free State Project will apparently they'll put whatever they they can up on the front page to uh, to seem relevant. And uh, I guess there was a real dearth of stories, and so they put this Claire Wolf article up there. Claire Wolf is this lady that. You know, she's got good intentions. Uh, she is uh, kind of a backwoods lady that has decided to run away from everything and you know, build her cabin in the woods and kind of hide out like Thoreau or something like that. Well, also, and, she's a Westerner. And yeah. um, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of this, for some people who live in the East versus the West, especially the West, they've got this thing about the people who live in the East. Mm. And, you know, she didn't want to move to, uh, you know, because New Hampshire was chosen. The fine. Yeah, but, she used to be in the Free State Project, and then when New Hampshire was... a sourpuss lady. There were ten <laughs> states that were uh, were on the slate to be chosen from. One of them was New Hampshire, and a few of them were out west, and you know, there were a bunch of others. Alaska was another. And Wyoming came in second place. Alaska came in, I believe, third place, and New, New Hampshire came in first place. And so there's some sour milk uh, as a result of that, and that's fine. Somebody started the Free State West movement, which, from what I can tell, hasn't taken off in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, and, but I and, wish him luck. Yeah, I do too. I think that there's. I think it's important to have competition in the marketplace, and it's clear to me who the top competitor is, and that's the Free State Project. So yo it to yourself if you think that uh, you want a good chance at liberty in your lifetime. Go to freestateproject.org or go to uh, go find this uh, this AP story. Like I said, it's right at the, the top, right in the main story uh, bracket area of foxnews.com right now. As we continue with your phone calls, going to Enid, Oklahoma, where John is listening. Hello, uh, John. You are yeah, on Free Talk Live. Appreciate it. Look, uh, you had an earlier caller who inspired me to call, and he was talking about immigrating out of the country uh, for economic and perhaps even medical reasons. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I myself am presently researching uh, moving down to Argentina, hmm. which has always fascinated me. Um, the country's got about three or four different seasons. It's got a variety of, of scenery, and uh, I'm just... You know, there's something about that gaucho cultural heritage. You know, that really kind of well, kind of reminds me of the, the old West over up here. There's a lot. Um, of, there's a lot of beautiful socialist places. Try try California. Um, a, you know, the, a, you've what you got to be careful when you're picking places based on uh, climate and uh, maybe you know culture. Uh, make sure you look deeply into its government. I know that Argentina's had trouble in the past. I don't know, you know, currently what politics are like there. Well, you know, I was uh, on the internet this last week. I discovered that the uh, the Argentinian government requires uh, permanent senior citizen residents to deposit monthly seven hundred American dollars into an Argentinian bank to guarantee that they'll be uh, financially taken care of, which they also state is a very comfortable living or a single person in uh, Argentina. Now, Costa Rica is different. Costa Rica wants $1,500. They per want you to month. give them $1,500 per month to live there? Yeah, when you got yes, you got to deposit guarantee uh, my contract with the government that you deposit That's that madness. that much automatically. Thank into you, one sir. Of their we got banks. more coming up. Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing toll-free, 800-259-9231. It is the Saturday edition of the program. Again, that number is 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free. So enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the Wiki, the Archives. We give it all away, freetalklive.com. Guns, protests, smoking bans, biker rallies, comic conventions, pork fest, homeschooling, mortgages, pirates, hot chicks talking about liberty. And of course, there's the puppet from outer space, thinktwicenews.com. Go there and subscribe today. It's at thinktwicenews.com. All right, our toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. We go right back into your phone calls about anything, and we'll start things out with Rick listening to WVTS in Charleston, West Virginia. Hey, Rick. Rick? In West Virginia. You are on the air, sir. That's right. Um, I just had a couple of comments I'd make, like to make about uh, Mr. Obama. Sure. Uh, first of all, uh, when he filed to uh, run for the presidency, uh, he should have had to submit proof at that very point that he was a citizen, a natural-born citizen of this country. Uh, but, and, yes, the government and, doesn't actually follow its own rules. But go ahead. <laughs> Okay, and and whoever didn't do that was derelict in their duties. Sure, sure. Well, but well, as usual, when a government uh, employee is derelict in duties, the other government people look the other way and they pretend it doesn't happen. There is okay. this um, this document that they call his birth certificate that I saw online, and it really looks weird. I mean, it looks fake to me. Um, well, and it, it's not a. What I understand, it's not a birth certificate. It's it's a it's a certificate of live birth. And there's supposed to be a difference there. I don't know what the difference is. But but, but besides that, uh, it bothers me that so many people uh, don't uh, don't think it's a problem that he's not a natural-born citizen because that's part of our Constitution. And when you start chipping away at one point of the Constitution, then all points are fair game. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but the Constitution has been chipped away for a long time. So this is, you know, maybe the icing on the cake or the cherry on top. Uh, but the, you can go down, and we've done this in the past before. We're not going to have time to do it tonight. But we went down through the Bill of Rights, uh, just the first, you know, the first ten amendments there, and pointed out how, what was it? What do we determine, Mark? Was it seven and a half or eight or something like that? Or no, those were the Communist Manifesto plans. There aren't any soldiers <laughs> living in my house. Yeah, but those bits, but that's been violated in the uh, aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. There were soldiers that were forcing their ways into uh, people's homes, and uh, they were staying in a church, actually. So there were there have been examples of that one being violated. You can go down the list of uh, the Ten Amendments, and you can find out that I think they've all pretty much been violated and violated time and time again. So what's new? Well, nothing, but I, but it just you know our our founding fathers. They pledge their their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to fight for the Constitution of the United States. Unfortunately, no. the people who run our government don't have any honor, much less sacred honor anymore. Well, so, uh, I don't know I'm, how I'm, much I'm honor those. I don't know how much honor. Is, honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I understand the the worship for the founding fathers. I mean, Certain I used to reverence. be there. Yeah, I used to be there myself uh, in the past. But having learned more about them, I don't know how much honor these uh, these men actually had. I mean, they uh, they kept slaves. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, who talked a good game about freedom, uh, was a, a bit of a tyrant in his own right when he was president. So, eh, can't say I'm too impressed with those guys. Well, 
I disagree, but that's beside the point. They probably but, are be- You know, they probably were better presidents than Barack Obama. I love the idea that the um, that that was the Revolutionary War was fought on. I mean, certainly no man is perfect, and there, you know, it was a different time. That's true. And and I. So I understand some of the problems. I think that uh, the founding fathers that served as presidents, most of them uh, did a pretty good job of violating the Constitution. Sure. Um, and, you know, point by point. Started right from the beginning. But, um, you know, I, 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 I like the idea of the Constitution, the government being forced to be limited and all that, that sort of thing. But I, Yeah, but the New Hampshire Constitution has this, a lot of those same ideas in it. I like the idea of keeping the government limited by not actually combining 50 of them together into a much larger, more powerful government. It's, I think it's really high time for uh, the federal government to come to a close. I thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231 at the very least. Get, get me the hell out of it. I'm not, I don't want to be involved. Uh, so let's talk to Aaron, listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Hello, Aaron. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, this actually kind of goes to the uh, power of the federal government, but uh, I wanted to speak about the Federal Reserve. Yes, sir. And from my understanding, and you know, as limited as it may be, the Federal Reserve is the one that actually creates money. That is correct. How, however, what a lot of people don't know is the Federal Reserve isn't really a government organization. You can call it quasi-government. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you it's, know, it's probably most accurate to call it quasi-government. Right, sort the, of like the post office is quasi kind of the, government. The president does uh, appoint the, uh, the chairman. Right, and they do have an agree- They do have a really uh, big interlocking agreement where, when the government needs money, they go to the Federal Reserve, and that's their exclusive provider of of such things. And I think it's important to point out to people that may not know uh, when when you say the Federal Reserve creates money, that is an accurate statement. That is true. But the Federal Reserve, in its creation of money, does not create value. And there's an important difference, because when people think of money, they think of something that's valuable, right? They, oh, you know, I can trade these pieces of paper for things. But when the Federal Reserve prints money out, all they're doing is stealing value from the American people because, you know, the values out there in the transactions, uh, in the, you know, the decisions in the marketplace that are being made, uh, money is just a go-between between, between, uh, you know, essentially. medium. Yeah, um, between people. Because it's just paper. And what they do to actually, I guess, assign value to that is, they um, take treasury bonds as collateral. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it gets into um, where it's got this intrinsic value created. But if you look at a dollar bill, it's a Federal Reserve note. You know, it's not, it doesn't come from the treasury. And uh, the Federal Reserve has to be careful on how much money they issue because, like you said, it can devalue. It can cause a great extensive inflation from doing that. Well, I'd also like to point out that uh, when the government says that it's going to, you know, with the treasury bonds, it says, we're going to pay you money back. That's, uh, the, you know, that's the, that's the <laughs> idea come of from? the people that, uh, you know, that they, that they give the bond, that buy the bond. That we're going to give you the money back later. That's, that's what we're putting this bond out there for. Where does the federal government get its money? It gets its money from the labor of its citizens. And the question I have for you or is... Or subjects. Right, or subjects. Um, well, my question, actually, I think yeah. there's a better term, is... If I if, if if an organization gets to extract your labor and uh, you know at the force of punishment in in jail, um, what are you to that person or that organization? It seems to me that you're a slave. Yeah, I mean, I would say. I mean, even to the point where this is something that I've always kind of uh, struggled with. But the property ownership, the fact that you can you know own property, but 
unless you pay the yearly tax on it, you, you don't really own it. It's more of a rental. Absolutely. A rent. And that's, that is a total surf situation, and they do their best to try to obscure that. But anybody that's really thought about it for a moment, any homeowner that has ever thought about it, realizes what will happen if they don't pay the criminal gang that is demanding money from them some arbitrary number. It's an arbitrary – they just pick a number out of thin air, and they, they demand that from you. And if you don't sure. pay it, they will take you your house from you, what you thought was yeah. yours, even if you paid the mortgage, as I yeah. have done. Uh, it's it's supposedly mine, free and clear. That is unless the city of Keene decides they want it more than me. I thank you for the call tonight. Good points. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Is Free Talk Live, your show, Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll free 1 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian here with you and Mark. You can join us online. We've got updates and we'll send you one whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live in your email box. You can just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. From creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-liberty activism than you probably imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. You can learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Or if you're listening live, go to foxnews.com. There's a huge AP story right there at the front page of uh, Fox News about the Free State Project tonight, which is pretty exciting. So let's go to the, in the meantime to your calls about anything, and we'll talk to ladies first. Barbara is on the line listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Hi. Hey, Barbara. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I had had an acquaintance uh, talk to me about uh, becoming a sovereign individual or a, what they call a secured party creditor, and I <laughs> didn't understand what they were explaining, and I thought perhaps you might know something or your listeners we have heard uh, such fantasies uh, on the air on this program for a number of years people mm-hmm. will call in with what they believe to be some sort of secret uh, Ill- incantation ex- yeah exclusive incantation or knowledge or power or process uh, that one can involve oneself in that if you just follow these steps in this order or you just fill out this paperwork or you just utter these words in front of a judge that uh, they'll just leave you alone. And it's very sexy. You know, it sounds very intriguing and, uh, you know, very uh, exciting uh, that, oh, wow, you know, I've stumbled across this this information that so many people would want to have, and I'm going to go, okay, oh, you want $1,000 to learn about it? All right, well, I guess I really want to be free, so I'll pay the $1,000. And then you get a, you know, a CD-ROM or something like that with some document files on it, and they you know, give you all this paperwork to fill out, and they all right, just fill out all this and then send it in, and you'll be a free person. You'll be a sovereign, uh, sovereign individual. 
And, you know, then later on down the line, uh, we never actually end up hearing from anybody that has any has had any success with these things. They usually call in and claim to know somebody who's had success, but those people never have their own websites to provide proof. Or if they do have a website, they are always charging for the information, and nobody really has any real proof that any of this stuff works. Whatever, I, you know, I don't know all the exact details. on. Elodial title often gets tossed around in there, too. There's all kinds of stuff out there, and you can find these websites by these people that that swear that what they will do for you will set you free but i have to ask if what these people have to say is of such value why are they withholding the information why not just put it out there and say hey americans this is the step these are the steps that you can take and you can free yourself from this government enslavement uh, because if they did that, they would have uh, far more people coming to their website, far more people buying whatever book or CD-ROM they have to distribute, because they would be so elated that they'd been set free. I mean, oh my God, Mark, if, if somebody could, uh, you know, if, if tomorrow somebody called you up and said, I want to advertise my uh, method to free myself with Free Talk Live, and you all right, what is it? Uh, okay, it's uh, this method, and I'm giving away all the information. Wow, okay, that's pretty cool. Well, then we would start promoting that if somebody had actually had success with it. That would drive all kinds of new business to that person's website, and they'd become a mul- probably a multimillionaire because, I don't know, if I'm paying $10,000 a year in in, uh, in federal income taxes, and all of a sudden uh, this you know, magical incantation allows me to stop paying $10,000 a year, I wouldn't have a problem sending a grand to that guy just to say thanks. Thanks for helping me get out of this. But, uh, you know, ask for the proof. That's what I would say to that, Barbara. Ask for the proof. Ask for the proof. Yes, I guess you're right about that. It sounded too good to to be true to me also. And I uh, just thought, well, I'll just throw it out there and see what happens. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably, when you, if you do ask for the proof, you'll get stories about uh, you know, people they've heard of that have done it, but no one will ever be able to show you any real proof. Usually the people that claim to know these things are in the initial phases of trying it for themselves. And we always tell them when they call in, all right, well, good luck. Let us know how it works out. Call us back. Give us an update. We've been, on, has, we've been on the air since 2002. Yeah, when has that happened? When, has it happened, Mark? Well, I've gotten uh, reams of paper, um, you know, from people, you know, like, I, I guess not reams, but handwritten things. And just, I'm sorry, you know, when you're on the radio, sometimes you get you, you get stuff that looks a little crazy. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm not trying to call anybody crazy. I want this stuff to work. I, I do, too. I really do. But it, it, it always, it just always looks so odd. There, there are a couple of purveyors of information that I find uh, particularly worthy of note. And this may be... Uh, do you have internet access, Barbara? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, check out thinkfree.ca. That's a Canadian website. That's why it ends in .ca. So thinkfree.ca. Robert Menard is the guy behind that site. We've had him on this show in the past. I'm not saying that he is you know, the, the, the next messiah or anything like that. I'm just saying he's got some useful information, and he puts it on his website free. He's got all kinds of vi- videos up on Google Video, full-length presentations, hour and a half, two hours long, with lots of information. Some of it may be useful, some of it maybe not. It, it all depends on how many people have actually tried to put this to use. And I know that Robert Menard has because he admits that he's gone to jail a few times in, in the process of standing up for his rights. And... That's kind of what he focuses on is, is you know, standing up and, and acting like a free person. Not that there's some necessarily any kind of incantation that's going to save you, but that more people just refusing to, 
to uh, to kowtow, more people refusing to obey, more people non-cooperating, more people stepping out, making a voluntary choice to not be a part of uh, the system anymore is going to be the solution to the problem. And so Robert Bernard... And I'll be honest with you, I think there's more out there than what anybody really knows. No, I think you're right about that, except most people are so frightened of what the consequences of saying no will be that they refuse to uh, to take any steps in that direction. And I think baby steps are all that's needed. I think if most Americans would just start saying no sometimes to the government, whether it's the state, the federal, or the local government people that are making demands upon your life, if you just say no to the highwaymen sometimes, then maybe they'll get it through their heads that they can't just get away with absolutely everything. So well, I like what, to start somewhere. Absolutely, right? and and I like and you know if you can't make it up to New New Hampshire for the Free State Project, then you got to do what you can. And and I would say that's some level of non-cooperation. Obviously, getting together with people of a like mindset is an is the ideal, and that's why Mark and I moved to New Hampshire in 2006 as part of the Free State Project because we really believe in liberty so much. We believe that you should be free to live your life how you want so much that we decided to get together with other people that. Feel the same way, uh, and also I want to recommend project. another. This is yeah. this is on. The, I can find this on the internet. Oh, you if... bet. Yep, freestateproject.org. Okay. Uh, and and here's a third website for you. Uh, just kind of in that realm of guys that are offering information uh, that for free versus the ones that are charging for it. Uh, right. Mark Stevens. I love Mark Stevens. He's a great. Uh, he's an iconoclast to the extreme. He is brilliant at really shattering people's uh, illusions about what the government really is. And he's got some interesting techniques for, for the courtroom as well. Uh, MarkStevens.net. It's Mark with a C. M-A-R-C Stevens. Dot net. He's got some great, useful, free articles on that website. We've had Mark on the show in person uh, a few times. He came up here to New Hampshire to visit during the uh, the Liberty Forum earlier this year. And, and I would say that those two guys, Robert Menard and Mark Stevens, are two of, I would say, leading people in the, the I guess, the freedom movement or the sovereign movement, if you want to if you want to call them that. Uh, they're, they're great guys, too. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, hopefully that helps point you in a direction that will keep some money in your wallet and not get you into trouble with some unproven uh, legal scheme, which is what are being what's that's what's being offered out there by the people that are that are saying, well, come, you know, I'll sign up for my package and uh, we'll, we'll tell you how to be a sovereign citizen and free yourself from the IRS as though that's going to stop any government agency from coming, arresting you and putting you in a jail cell. I think that uh, some Americans of them seem to uh, seem to be more legit than others, but. You know, some of the legit sounding ones basically say that you won't be able to drive a car, you won't be able to travel mm. across state lines, you won't be able to fly on an airplane. Yeah. So, you know, no thanks. Well, okay, and, and that's true. At least they're being honest about the, you know, the fact that being free can have consequences. I mean, if you are going to. The fewer laws and demands and dictates of the government that you bow down to, the more inconvenient your, your life may become. I mean, because the government is so integrated in our almost every aspect of our lives. It's not an easy task to non-cooperate, but it is a simple one. Just say no to the government. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Free 
Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. We invite you to bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you are enjoying this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do it is by becoming an amplifier. Now, see, some radio hosts just want to charge you to even get into their websites. We give you the features free up front, and then we ask for your voluntary contribution. Kind of like what we were talking about with those guys that are uh, claiming to hoard all of the secret information about how you can free yourself. Well, uh, I think that's a really poor business model. I think that a good business model is the business model of, hey, we've got good ideas, and we're not afraid to share them for free. That's what we're doing here on Free Talk Live, and if you appreciate it, then become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month at amp.freetalklive.com. We will take that money and reinvest it into the show so we can get this show and the message of freedom as far and as, as spread as far and as wide as possible. In fact, hoping to announce at least one or two new affiliates within the next week or so. So all of that is possible because of the 500-plus uh, liberty-loving people that have gotten behind this program via the AMP program, and they've gotten a few perks to sweeten the deal, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines or AMP-only only chat room and AMP-only forum. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com, any major credit card, PayPal, alternate options as well. amp.freetalklive.com. We even took, uh, like, uh, gold or silver one time. Yeah, we do. So let's go to your calls and talk to John in California. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, can, can you hear me? Yes, sir, John. What's on your mind? I have a friend who uh, the police raided his house in, in Hercules, California. Oh, no. With his firearms and the receipts for the firearms. So he can't prove, because they didn't have the receipts because they took them, that they're, that he bought them for the pre-band. So, so what, what, was, the, what, what was the raid based on? Was it a, was it they, were they looking for firearms during this raid? They were looking for He actually, uh, there was a shooting up the street from his house. And they know what firearms he has because he had a dealer's license. He had a third-class dealer's license. Mm-hmm. So they know the guy had like 50 or 60 firearms. So they came to his house immediately, uh, asked for permission. He gave them permission instead of saying, you need to get a search warrant. They came in his house and found, you know, oh, some of the firearms. And then when he was proving through DOJ that he had the licenses for the firearms and they were pre-banned, they said, come on down, we need to talk to him, and arrested him on the spot. Uh, okay, so slow down, slow down one moment here. Let me make sure I'm understanding right. what, you, what you've told me. Right. First of all, I don't know if it, you can call it a raid if they ask permission. I, I, when I think of a raid, I think of uh, the doors being kicked in or busted down, and they're shouting and you know, doing the, the whole deal with the, the SWAT team. You're telling right. me they asked this guy if they could search his house, and he told them yes? Yeah, he's an, he's an idiot on that. No, well, no, 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 no that's, that's not fair. It's not fair to call people uh, idiots because well, we've all my, been... He's my, he's my, yeah, I'm sorry. We've say. all he's been really ignorant. Okay, but we've all been he's ignorant of things ignorant. like this in the past. Most Americans don't realize they can say no to the police. The police are trained right. to be intimidating, uh, and all of the you know the uh, the media that we consume, like most popular media, like movies and TV shows, every time the cops come to somebody's front door, they're always letting them in. Every time they pull somebody over, they're always <laughs> allowing a search. So we're programmed to say yes to these people. And this goes back to what I was talking uh, about before with Americans 
saying no, and, and people around the world, and this is an international show, so anybody, when confronted with a government's demand or a government request, and requests are the easiest ones to say no to, say no, give it a try, see what happens. I mean, the worst that's going to happen is they're going to raid your house and search it anyway. The very least you can do is at least let them know you don't consent. So if they come to your door and try something like that, tell them no. In fact, better than that, don't even give them the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com, former law enforcement officer, uh, former narcotics officer down in Texas, who's now joined the, the side of uh, good and is helping people stay safe from the police, he highly recommends not even answering the door for these people. If, if you don't know who that person at the door is, I mean, it could be a plainclothes officer. So just because they're not in uh, uniform doesn't mean they're not a government bureaucrat. If you aren't expecting somebody at your front door... I don't see any real reason to, to talk to whoever it is unless you know him as a neighbor or something like that uh, because it could be a cop, and if it is a cop, they're going to try to do their best to persuade you to uh, to obey them or to slip up and say something you didn't mean to say. There's nothing that can be gained from talking to the police. I think that uh, sometimes they're investigating a crime that, you know, a legitimate crime, and I think that you sometimes you might have information for that, but it seems like, uh, you know, most Leave of the your time... business card and a note. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, he did make a mistake. So they came in, they they found some stuff, and then you tell the, we kind of sidetracked your story. So go ahead with the rest of your thoughts. That's okay. So okay, they came in the house and found uh, one of his weapons. They took that weapon, and then they uh, called him in a week later, and because they knew what he had when they came into his house, they didn't take any other stuff. And then they, when they arrested him, when he was trying to get his firearms back legally. They, when they're arresting him, then they go to his house while he's incarcerated and raid his house while he's not there because they took the keys to his car, oh, wow. his vehicle, and so forth. Then they go in his house and take every single firearm. They get every receipt to the firearms, and they take it with them. Oh. So what was he charged with? Um, they were charged with three felony, uh, uh, three felony firearm counts because he has pre, pre-banned firearms in California. Well, you didn't register these ones again. Oh, I registered man. them already. I registered them already. You know, there was another time you had to register them again, uh-uh. and you missed that deadline. And now you're so... a criminal. So because you didn't fill out the paperwork, you're now a criminal, and we're going to put you in jail. And we're going to keep your firearms. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah, these are ours, because we have the receipts now. They're ours. Right. Good luck getting them back. I mean, any time the government, even if, even if you have evidence that they took your guns. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to get them back. I mean, all you have to do is look at the uh, the guys that uh, the victims of the gun confiscations after Hurricane Katrina, as the government guys went around house to house confiscating people's firearms. Uh, many of those folks, the last time I looked at stories about it, they it had been six to twelve months later, and they still hadn't gotten their firearms back. I mean, psh, I hope they didn't have their homes uh, invaded by some other group of criminals in that uh, in that exactly. particular time frame. You know, uh, people out in California. That are sticking it out. I don't really know why. I mean, is your job that good? Is is your job that good and that irreplaceable out in California that uh, it's not worth it to you to move somewhere that's a little more, I don't know, freedom friendly? Even if it's not New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, I mean, if you're a, a firearms owner out in California and you're sticking it out, what are you thinking? I, I want to get out of here. I, I'm I'm going back in the military, active duty, and trust me, when I'm finished with my my uh, three to four years over there. I'm not coming back here. You couldn't give me a house out in California. There's nothing that I want in California. 
It just keeps getting worse too. I mean, it's it is the uh, the capital of socialism in America, and the it's uh, it's in a financial mess right now. Not to say the other states are that much better, but uh, as California goes, so goes the rest of the nation, or so they say. So I would uh, I would hightail it out of there. I think you're making the right choice, and I thank you for the call tonight. Thanks for sharing that story. Uh, so there you go. Uh, you try to be nice to the police, and that's what you get. You know, you try to to help the cops. And that's what they do. They help you into a jail cell because that's their job is filling jails, cold jail cells with warm bodies. That's what they do. Well, I, I think that there probably are law enforcement officers listening that say that, you know, that's not what we do. Well, um, I, and yeah. I'm sure those might be the I think they have officers. to ask themselves. There, there certainly are, um, you know, cops out there that, that, that try very hard to, uh, you know, respect people's rights. But I think what they need to ask themselves is if I worked in California or if my state changed mm. its laws to be similar to the ones in California. Yeah. That because uh, a lot of cops are basically real... say that nobody can own a firearm. Because cops are a real good gun. A lot of cops are good gun rights supporters. That is true. You're right. And you know, if if the laws were changed in the state, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And it seems unlikely to me that most of them would say, "No, I'm not going to enforce this law." Well, yeah, they might lose their job, right? Nice, uh, you know, sweet, sweet government paycheck. <sighs> so, yeah, just say no to police searches. <laughs> don't, don't let them search your car. Remember, if they're asking you, they don't have a reason. See, cops need to have things like reasonable, articulable suspicion to detain you. They need to have things like probable cause uh, in order to arrest you. And the more you cooperate, the closer they get to having those things. The more you answer their questions, the more cooperative you are, the more likely you will be arrested for something. They will find something to arrest you for. And again, there are some good cops out there, but a good cop isn't going to ask you to search. It's just not going to happen. In my opinion, I don't think good cops ask to search. That's a fishing expedition. They're trying to find people with drugs, and good cops aren't doing that stuff. Well, I would think that uh, there, there might be some instance where uh, you know police might ask to search if they had suspicion that this person had committed some kind of violent crime and or you know a theft crime that's one thing yeah, but you and i both know that that's for the most part not what the reasons are they go out they pull people over that are unwitting they pull americans over that don't understand what uh, what the their rights are and they target people that just you know they're bullies so they go after the weak and most Americans are pretty darn weak when it comes to their rights and their knowledge of said rights. 800-259-9231. Just try it. Try telling them no. Worst that happens is you go to jail, which might have happened anyways if you said yes. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is coming up. I had a great idea at work yesterday. So, I gathered my A-team to meet online using WebEx. I passed the ball to Carol in Atlanta, and I created some killer graphics. Then, I passed the ball to Taz in San Jose because I write the code that makes their ideas work online. Then I passed the ball to Logan in Cambridge. I'm kind of the keeper of cool. And hey, it was cool. So now, my idea wasn't just an idea. It was our hot new product line. Created by our national development team. Spread across three time zones. And we couldn't have done it without passing the ball. Using WebEx, the only way to pass the ball online. Pass the ball. Get your ideas rolling. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 606 to get a free trial and a free retractable VoIP headset. Remember that code 606. WebEx from Cisco. WEBEX.com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. 
This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and it is the Saturday edition of the show. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites, ours is free, freetalklive.com. We will continue taking your phone calls here in a moment. But, Mark, you had something you want to insert because of what uh, sort of the topics of discussion recently within the last hour had been. Can you Yeah, uh, at the end of the last hour, you know, we were talking about uh, police officers, some uh, some choosing not to obey their, their oaths to the Constitution, military officers things like that and i wanted to just mention an organization called oath keepers uh, they they you know have a list of 10 orders they will not obey and they are you know antithetical to the constitution type orders and i'd encourage any any of the good guys out there that are in you know the military or law enforcement to check out oath keepers uh, the website not great oath-keepers.blogspot.com but you can just Google Oath Keepers. Right. Somebody, somebody didn't want to pay the 10 bucks to register Oath-Keepers.com. I don't think everybody understands the Internet that well. <laughs> I mean, to me, I, I don't know how much it, uh, it costs or how to build a website or anything like that. Yeah. So, And I don't know how to redirect. If I were to buy Oath Keepers, I wouldn't know how to redirect it to this anyway. 1-800-259-9231. So something, and it's an idea for uh, for those uh, who are within the organizations, uh, the enforcement organizations of uh, of America and the military as well to... Uh, to essentially reaffirm the, the the oath that they took. I mean, they did swear an oath to uphold these documents. Many of them completely ignored. So it's for the ones that actually care about those documents to kind of reaffirm, basically, that they're serious about them. Uh, and that, you know, you didn't join that organization to follow orders blindly, did you? Because that seems like what a lot of them believe. A lot of them, well, I'm just following orders. Well, it didn't work at Nuremberg. All right, let's go to your calls and start things out in Washington, where Kyle is on the line. Kyle, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. Good evening, Mark and Ian. I, uh, actually, it's kind of fortuitous you bring up Oath Keepers because uh, I want to uh, talk to you guys about uh, connecting with other like-minded individuals. I know you guys have a pretty strict interpretation of uh, liberty and, and whatnot, but uh, Oath Keepers definitely came to mind. And uh, I was just wondering also if you guys are uh, still um, speaking um, poorly as people who are critical of the um, government story on 9-11. Speaking poorly of them? I don't know if I've ever spoken poorly of them. I think I... the uh, government's uh, story on 9-11 is uh, kind of mixed up, and uh, they did... Likely, they're trying to obscure the fact that they knew information. Uh, you know, it, it, the documentation shows that they knew what was going to happen ahead of time and did nothing about it. Have I been critical of them? Yeah, I've been real critical of them. I'll I'll definitely admit to that. I think that they are people who are misapplying their resources, in my opinion. And this is just from my perspective. Uh, you're talking about the, the truthers, you know, those that uh, believe some alternative story, and there are a variety of them in, of which they can choose. Uh, and I don't believe the government story, and I don't believe the truthers story. I don't know who's telling the truth, and to me it doesn't matter. And that's not an attack against them. That's just saying what's relevant to me. And what's relevant to me is achieving liberty in my lifetime, and I can I can do that by talking about things I know that the government has done, things that are unassailably obvious and concrete and definite and you know reported by the the mainstream media 
instances of government tyrannizing people and and hurting uh, peaceful people i don't have to concoct some story or you know try to point to all kinds of uh, evidence and prove to people that something other than what they believe occurred actually occurred i don't have to do any of that when i'm working on persuading people to the ideas of freedom because i have a plethora a cornucopia of stories from which to choose to to point out the tyranny of the violent monopoly that is the state so for me the the whole conspiracy thing is a it's a real non-issue in fact to me it's a damaging thing to uh to get behind and to support because it hurts your it hurts your credibility and if your credibility is uh, has been damaged then it's it's more difficult to bring people to the ideas of freedom because they don't want to hear what you have to say so it's not well, so I, much yes if sir if i understand uh what, what i've heard you say is that the the reason to not look into these things is because you'll get into despair and you you'll just have a, a negative mindset and you're just you're just going to have an, a never-ending black hole of of a melancholy attitude rather than actually looking you know uh, scientifically coldly at uh, the information available and then coming to your own conclusions but can I just ask you how much time have you in total examining either side of the story. I've watched uh, most of the movies, the big-name movies out there, uh, the Alex Jones films. I've seen pretty much every one of his. Uh, and I like it when he reports on the police state. I think he does a super job at uh, keeping an eye on that sort of stuff. Uh, but uh, I've seen the, the Loose Change movie, and I've seen the uh, website that debunks Loose Change. And you know, I've, I've certainly spent some time on this because the callers to this show over the last forever uh, five years yeah have been talking about this stuff and so of course i'm going to spend some time looking into it and it's just a, that's just it it's a time sucker you can spend as much time as you want on this and everybody's got to have a hobby and if that's your hobby then hey man do whatever feels right to you uh but well, it's not a matter of hobbies i'm just i'm talking about uh you know being able to critically think about uh issues with while taking in information but to my point when i i mentioned Oath keepers. If if you would investigate, I mean, there's there's a, there's all kinds of legitimate evidence out there, and I, I can just tell by your tone that you're just not very respectful of um, other people's um, interpretations. But the uh, no, no, the evidence, I don't care. Uh, it's not that I don't respect you for doing all this research and finding out what you believe to be the truth about some uh, some event in the past. I don't care if it's 9/11 or the, the the Kennedy assassination or the Oklahoma City building bombing or whatever it is that the past event that uh, conspiracy theory that you find particularly intriguing and uh, and interesting that you will spend significant time researching it. Uh, I you know I, that's that's all your business, man. Uh, for me, I as I've said before, want to focus on building a voluntary future uh, of moving people away from the mindset of and feeling like they need to have this coercive. Uh, it, it, institution known as the state out there and i don't need to to prove any of that stuff to those folks so for me doing all of that research doesn't further my ends of advancing liberty in my lifetime does that make sense to you i understand what you're saying but i i completely disagree because there's a uh there's a synergy around information and facts that people can gather around and when you start talking about oath keepers or you talk about 9/11 truthers um, and free staters. There, there's a, a, a an underlying like-mindedness as far as being critical of the official story that we're being given in all kinds of uh, stories. Just like you were talking about how the um, how Hollywood portrays 
that we have to listen to all the authority figures. Uh, we have to let cops do whatever we want. So, Kyle, whatever before, they want. Kyle, to. Um, just before you go on, there's also this uh, sort of you're talking about parallels between uh, people that believe in liberty and people that believe in you know sort of this uh, this underlying conspiracy that uh, all the the world's problems have been caused by. Uh, a group of people who, uh, you know, uh, tend to be uh, Jewish and tend to run the world. And the one of these, one of the the sort of uh, parallels that is also made is that uh, the parallels between that group of people and uh, you know the Ku Klux Klan and racist organizations. So there's parallels there too. Do you want to be lumped in with that group? Well, I'm I'm not a part of any group. I'm a, I'm an individual who thinks for themselves. You were just and, talking and, about and, groups, Kyle. You were talking about I, the parallels and, and guys, of those groups of people. You guys are creating a group, and that's why I'm saying it's it's best to have to have common ground with groups rather than than down just really talking trash and being. Yeah, mean spirited. We don't talk. Who's, who's being mean spirited? You're the Kyle. one who called up to bring this topic up. I wasn't going to talk about these issues. I wasn't going to bring up 9/11 truth and trash on them tonight. <laughs> I have no interest in discussing these things because, as I've pointed out, and will point out again and again, because we constantly get the uh, you know the truther crowd calling in trying to convert us and recruit us evangelical. As, uh, yeah, as people into their right. into their you movement. Can't, you can't be evangelical and then claim that people that don't believe what you're saying or want to hear what you're saying are being mean-spirited. See, here's the difference between you and I, Kyle, and uh, that is that I'm wanting the shortest path to liberty in my lifetime. And the shortest path, in my opinion, is to go through real concrete examples of real-life government tyranny that no one can deny. You can you can start spouting off all the supposed facts and allegations you want about 9-11 truth, and people will be able to deny them all day and all night. They've got their own counterexamples and stuff like that, and you'll never get anywhere with that stuff, in my opinion. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. And our website has a lot of features, and we give them to you free, including live streams. There is a broadband version, a dial-up version, even a webcam version of the show. Listen and watch free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Armorforactivists.com is the provider of pro-liberty swag, free market, anarchist mugs, anti-police state bumper stickers, liberty conspiracy hoodies, motorhome diary tees, free Ian buttons, so you're prepared for the next time that Ian's arrested, <laughs> and a custom, um, or you can get a custom design instead. It's A for A artists. Laura will throw it together for you. It's armorforactivists.com. That's armorforactivists.com. Good folks running that website, by the way. Free Staters uh, like those guys. 800-259-9231. Just one more thought here before we continue with the calls uh, on in regards to Kyle's call a few moments ago giving us kind of the usual uh, screed about how it is that uh, we should be, get on the the 9-11 truth train because uh, that's such a great idea and it's so persuasive. Uh, no, I, I don't really believe that it is actually in any way, shape, or form. And as Zeus points out, he says, the facts are the government murders people by the tens of thousands every single year, steals from us every day, and is taking away our freedoms left and right. Do I really need to know whether they also blew up the Twin Towers before I do something about it, or should I spend that time researching stuff endlessly and accomplishing nothing? 
mean, can you imagine, Mark, if we were one of those shows that every single week we're bringing on some new supposed expert and talking endlessly about what happened back in 2001 on September 11th? Talk about irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I can tell you, we wouldn't be on 48 radio stations. 1-800-259-9231. Because they're not, just so you know. Who's not? Well, shows that do that. Gotcha. Adam is in South Carolina listening to WSC. You are on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, I just wanted to talk to you guys about something that you mentioned uh, maybe a week or so ago. Yes, sir. I was, I was trying to understand what your views were. I heard you mention something about you didn't agree with a standing military. And I was just trying to get some, some clarification on why and, and what your solution to that would be. Well, I'll tell you, um, the idea of a standing military is so enmeshed in our culture um, now that it's Today, yeah. difficult to even imagine what the world would be like, what America would be like without a standing military. Because for the last hundred years, America you know, began on, went, started, began on a path like the rest of the countries around the world at the time, the powerful ones, in empire building. And we have – everybody who's alive right now hasn't been in America that wasn't trying to grow an, an empire. But when the founding fathers set up this nation – They said they were an enemy to liberty standing armies. Right? Wasn't that that's, Thomas that's, Jefferson? That's exactly what the statement is. Yeah. They they were of the opinion that empires were bad. Why? Because they had just fought a war against one. And they know what it's like to be on the receiving end of that kind of power. Now, I will admit that our you know the, the empire the United States is building is probably a better one, sort of morally, perhaps, <laughs> what? than some other empires that have been out there. But That's a stretch, Mark. Look at Alexander ahead. the Great. I mean, <laughs> he just slaughtered people from Macedonia or Macedonia, depending on what how you want to pronounce it, all the way down through India and uh, Southeast Asia. So because the swath of destruction is a little smaller, that's improvement? It's improvement, sure. I'll tell that to the people in Afghanistan. The people that are dying. So um, what our proposal is, is what the founding fathers said, and that's a militia. You and I, people who uh, want to protect this nation, the most armed nation on the planet, from invasion, protecting it. What's that sound like to you? Well, um, the, the, this is the problem I have with that. Because on, on the surface, I think it sounds like a great idea because you know it does go with the, you know, the original intent, I guess you could say. But you know, in 1776 or, or rather 1783, I guess is really when the Constitution um, came through. Is uh, it was a lot easier to be in the army. You know, you, you pick up a musket, you point it at the bad guy, you pull the trigger. You know, now the, the the sheer amount of training that it takes to handle military technology only is centrally hard. That's that's you know. That, gonna, well, he's going to make the argument. Are you going to make the argument that only a centralized command and control uh, structure can possibly provide uh, those things? What I'm saying is that to uh, best way to put it, to provide defense on the level on the technological level that you have in the military. You know, in, in conflict today, it is more easily accomplished by a centralized command and control. Now, a, by theft, do you mean? Well, now, you believe this, it's this easy? is my proposal. Let, okay. let, let me jump ahead because I think you, you've probably heard this argument before. Maybe so, I don't know. Go let, for it. Let me jump ahead to, to this is what I was thinking would probably be a uh, a middle ground, perhaps. Right. Was to let's say you reduce the standing military that we have now by eighty percent. I'd love to see it. Okay. And but in place of that, you you increase the reserve corps. People 
can sign in. You know, they go through the training, but they're not full-time active-duty military all the time. They're called up when there's – it's kind of like that, the, what's the, know, the between, What is the difference between reserves and the militia? Well, my suggestion would be that the reserves can only be called in when there is a direct threat against U.S. states, against actual U.S. territory. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. I like the ideas that you're talking about. I don't see that they deviate very much from the ideas that uh, I agree with. But, um, Except for the whole stealing thing. Well, I understand, but the Constitution authorizes stealing from your standpoint. Would you agree that the United States would have been better off if it would have stuck with the, the, the sort of spirit of the Constitution, Ian? Well, except for the whole like, slavery thing. Would you like a step in the right direction? I would I say agree that his completely plan, that, we, that slavery uh, is reprehensible. I would say that Adam's plan is a step, as far as the system is concerned, would be a step in the right direction. Right. Absolutely, but I, well, I won't accept it because uh, you know it's still it's still enslaving people, and and it's it's based on a false premise as well. You know, you were talking about Adam how well you need to have all this technological stuff, and all, oh, look at the military, look at all the whiz bang stuff they've got over there. They've served, have spent a whole lot of stolen money on uh, all of the those bombs and uh, radars and things that they've got, the, the drones, all of the stuff, the tanks, everything. I mean, there's all kinds of money being spent. Uh, but your suggestion is that, the, and I, I don't know maybe if you intended this, but the suggestion is that that wouldn't happen in the absence of a government-run military. And I think that's, that's you know, that, I don't know if that's true, because if people are demanding protection, then the marketplace will provide that protection in whatever means, uh, with whatever means are necessary. And having competition enter into the marketplace of, uh, of protection will probably mean that more innovation will, uh, will occur and the, uh, you know, the, the, the missiles will be more more likely to be shot down from the sky because there'll actually be uh, companies competing to make sure that the job gets done right and gets done on a budget instead of just spending unearthly amounts of uh, taxpayer dollars on these things. I mean, don't you generally agree that competition brings innovation and brings prices down? Generally, but in the hands of a private organization, I mean, look at Africa to see what happens when you get military level technology in the hands of private individuals. I mean, that can be a pretty scary thing. You know, you, you can own a tank. You, you know that you can own a tank. Uh, people and organizations here in the United States own tanks. Yeah, it would be possible, but... No, no, it's, the, it the happens. Idea. It's not possible. It happens today. People have yeah, bazookas. No, uh, people have laws rockets. Have They're not shooting them into McDonald's and killing uh, people in the post office. Right. I'd much rather trust uh, people in the compet- uh, competitive free marketplace with protection services than I would some unaccountable, huge behemoth bureaucracy run by the state. I thank you for the call. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. In an instant, the world changed for Lieutenant General Michael O'Neill. His staff shot before his eyes. Arrested for war crimes, he now faces a short, one-sided trial. The boundaries blur. The chaos returns. Somebody is going to die. The long-awaited sequel to Hell's Fair, The Eye of the Storm, by New York Times best-selling author John Ringo from Bain Books. Remember, if you don't like your world, visit one of ours at Bain.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give away. Now, if you like the show, uh, there are lots of ways that you can support us. One of those ways is to promote Free Talk Live at promote.freetalklive.com. There's a lot of different things you can do listed there. Pick the ones that are most, uh, most interesting to you. Uh, promote.freetalklive.com. I've been taking a new vitamin. It's called Choose for Health Superfruit Complex. It's uh, Not only does it have vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, it's uh, got some great berries and, and fruit in it. It's called uh, goji fruit, mangosteen, acai, nani fruit. And these uh, superfruits that are contained in uh, Choose for Health are considered by many experts to be the most nutrient-rich foods, foods the world has to offer. And you can get a free trial by with just paying for the shipping and handling by calling 800-219-8874. That's 800-219-8874. I've been taking them. They taste great. They're chewable. Try them out. Okay, uh, we're going to get up with the phone calls here in just a moment, but just a quick addendum to our discussion with Adam about the the whole standing military controversy. Right, because there's uh, there, there's this utilitarian argument out there that uh, well, yeah, the the founding fathers, uh, they the, you know, the, 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 uh, what they thought about the the military doesn't really matter today because. Fear, you know, rhetoric, fear, rhetoric, you, you, you fill it in, <laughs> Terrorists. right? Terrorists. ICBMs, uh, you know, the world's different today, the Internet. You figure it out. That, uh, but the fact is, the, the founding fathers, um, prior to George Washington taking over the military, fought just fine against the, uh, the, the, the most well-trained military on the nation at the time. And I'd like to also point out that those that ragtag bunch of insurgents in Iraq and Afghanistan sure did give the most powerful military the world has ever seen a little bit of trouble of over the last, what, seven or eight years? Still are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm voting for those guys or no, rooting no, for them or anything no. like that. I'm just saying, hey. Tech ain't all it's cracked up to be. Uh, you know, a nation of three million people with three million guns? Darn hard to fight a land war on. Absolutely. And if that nation isn't messing around in other nations' business, which it shouldn't be according to the Constitution, mm-hmm. you won't have the reason for people to shoot an ICBM at Absolutely. It. Despite all the fear-mongering about China out there, there's no chance China's going to attack the United States. It's just nonsense. It, We're their best customer. It, you know, I, you know I, I understand the fear, but look, Switzerland... They're, They're not invading fine. anybody. They've got lots of guns. As a matter of fact, it's a law that every man has a gun in Switzerland. Where's the terrorism in Switzerland? Yeah, mm-hmm. not happening. Why? Because uh, they're not messing around in people's business. I know you've got a quote from James Madison, yeah, but I think. It. But before you go to that point, I was just just thinking that it's interesting that having. Uh, and Mark, I know you're like me in that we were both kind of brought up on the conservative side of the tracks. Uh, being brought up in that realm, you always hear stuff about how, you know, those liberals, they don't care about the Constitution. Those liberals, it's all about a living document and uh, Constitution, you know, needs to be interpreted and blah, blah, blah. That Constitution is written in plain English and, you know, we right. respect the Constitution. We're real conservatives. But when you corner a conservative on a part of the Constitution that doesn't jibe with the whole big, powerful military thing, like this standing army portion in Article 3, Section 8, I believe, uh, you point out the Founding Fathers and what they had to say about the standing military, then all of a sudden their tune changes to... 
well, you know, think, times have changed and, uh, you know, the Constitution, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's all of a sudden, the same thing they were critiquing the liberals, supposedly, of doing in the, in the past, they do about this particular issue. So the Constitution only applies when they want it to, just like with the liberals. It's, it's all the same, just slightly different talking points. So for those that believe the Constitution is a, uh, is a document that is not open to interpretation, I'd like to read what James Madison, the guy who wrote it, had to say. A standing military force with an overgrown executive. Where do you do see we have a, that today? Where do you see an overgrown executive? Hmm. Hmm. Will not long be safe companions to liberty. Think TSA. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just thinking about that. The means think half of the discretionary budget the government spends every year. Department of Defense. Yeah. The means of defense against foreign danger have always been instruments of tyranny at home. I'm going to repeat that one more time. This is what James Addison said. The means of defense against foreign danger have always been instruments of tyranny at home. So what he's talking about is the terrorists. He's talking about the red Chinese. He's talking about the The communists. communists. He's talking about those slant-eyed yellow men that are trying to... Right. All of it. It's fear. Fear intended to scare you to keep the military-industrial complex fat and happy at your expense. A normal empire enslaves the, the people that they conquer. This empire, that's why we call the United States a hegemony rather than an empire, this empire enslaves its own citizens to spend trillions of dollars a year making things go kaboom. So their buddies in industry can get wealthy. Right. That's what James Madison said. Among the Romans, this is, this is continu- more of him. Yeah, continuing with uh, James Madison. Among the Romans, it was a standing maxim to excite war. Whenever a, ro- a revolt was apprehended throughout all Europe, the armies kept up under the pretext of defending have enslaved the people. You are enslaved because you've got to pay for this. And if you don't pay for it, you've got to jail. Tell me you're not enslaved. Of all the enemies to public liberty, war is perhaps the most to be dreaded because it comprises and develops the germ of every other. War is the parent of armies, and from these proceed debts, taxes, and armies, and debts and taxes are the known instruments for bringing the many under the domination of the the few. few. If you want to be free, you can't have a standing military. I know... A little tear shows up in my eye when I hear the, the, the uh, God bless America and America the beautiful, beautiful, I understand. Because you don't want a standing army does not make you an anti-patriot or something. Well said. Let's continue with your calls and go to uh, Nick listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Hey, Nick. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was just, you guys were talking about the police earlier, and uh, just brought up kind of a thought in my mind. I actually had a friend of mine that got beaten by the police oh, uh, for no reason, really. Uh, it was a couple years ago, me and my friends were having a party, and uh, I suppose our level of volume exceeded the uh, range at which they were ready to deal with. So, But instead of the police actually coming into the driveway, they parked down the street and came out of the, like, snuck through the woods. Oh, wow. And uh, the funny and crazy thing is that the kid that this happened to was, like, one of these, like, really peaceful stoner, like, go-to-festivals kind of kid, sure. you know, and he was just standing there, and next thing you know, somebody's grabbing him from behind, oh. so he jerked away, not knowing that it's the police, and they beat the brakes off of him. Oh, man. Uh, then planted a knife on him, uh, <laughs> and... The only reason we even knew this is because they released him, of course, like the next day. 
And uh, they said, uh, they called him and they said, you need to come pick up your knife. Wow. He's like, my knife? I don't own a knife. It was this ridiculous looking switchblade thing, <laughs> like from the Warriors movie or something that they've like planted on him. And uh, the thing is, I think the whole problem with all this is there's no accountability. I mean, we, you know, we can call and you can complain sure. to a police officer about something that happened with a police officer. Right. I mean, I know the file that that's going to go in. I mean, the, <laughs> yeah. the circular you know, file. I mean, the, uh, we're really concerned. Sorry that happened to your friend. I mean, his mugshot picture, I mean, it was bad. I mean, they really beat him, like, really bad. And There, uh, there are so know, many stories I mean, like this. I mean, and, and it's just it's story after story across the country, around the world, police just abusing people, hurting people. And then when it's all said and done, you're right. The, the complaints do go in the garbage. When asked about it, uh, the media will uh, maybe needle the police a little bit and try to follow up on the story. And, the, of course, the answer is always, well... We did an internal investigation on the officer's behavior, and uh, we've determined that he was by the book. Everything he did was A-OK. Uh, it's very rare that any that in any of these instances of uh, police state tyranny that the cops are in ever any way held accountable or responsible for their actions. Your observations are, are spot on. Right, and I, you know, I think that's their only incentive is the media. It's like, oh, we don't want to get in trouble with the media, so... You know, release a press conference. Well, that's their only incentive. Well, I mean, I don't see any other incentive. They listen to us. And even so. that is a very weak incentive. And the reason for it is because the media is so they're so insulated from big media competition. I'm not. Ta- I'm excluding bloggers here. I'm just talking about kind of the big media, the TV stations, those people. They, if they are too critical of the police department won't be able to get the police to comment on any stories in the future. So they have to walk this tightrope where usually they are on the side of just believing whatever the cops say. It's outrageous. I thank you for the call. More coming up here. We'll try to sneak your calls in in the remaining moments. It's Free Talk Live. show and you can bring up whatever you want we'll try to sneak you in here in the remaining moments 800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231 and it's Ian here with you and Mark by the way Mark uh, quick correction we have been wrong and unlike some talk show hosts we will admit it Yep. The, uh, recently, we've uh, been saying Article 3, Section 8, for uh, the provision on uh, you know, the amount of money that the military gets in the period of time, that, you know, the two years that it's supposed to be brought up at a time, things like that. It's actually Article 1, Section 8. Sorry. That's what that. we used to say, and then you had said like last week I, that it was Article I just, Three. I, I, I was my pro, my fault. I was actually looking at the government's copy of uh, the Constitution when I was looking when you know, when we were reading that particular provision. Okay. I got confused. The government can't do anything right, including listing its own founding document on the online. <laughs> Apparently, I got confused somehow. All right, so I uh, wanted to make that make sure we cleared <laughs> that up. Let's go to your calls about whatever you want. Frank is in Indy, listening to WXNT. Hey, Frank. Frank. Hey, how are you doing today? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Okay, I got a question. Yes, sir. Approximately two weeks ago, I read in my local newspaper that this lieutenant colonel had filed a civil lawsuit against the president asking for his hospital long-form birth certificate be released. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Um, he said that he wasn't going to follow any orders until the president proved that he was, in fact, the, the commander-in-chief. Right, right, based on, the fact that, based on the fact that if this man isn't legitimate, that, that he, the, the Geneva Convention does not apply to him and he was about to be deployed to Afghanistan and 
those orders got changed one day before he was due to go. Yeah, I heard about yep. that. Uh, it wasn't because he was principled in any way, shape, or form. Like he didn't want to kill ch- small children or anything like that. It's just that he's willing. To, he's willing to follow orders to kill innocent people as long as they're coming from a man who has his paperwork filed correctly. Apparently. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Uh, thanks for uh, pointing that out. Anything else in your mind, Frank? Uh, no, that's about it. I enjoyed listening to you guys. Thank you for the call. We're on every week there in uh, Indianapolis, and uh, thank you for listening. 800-259-9231. And by the way, since uh, we're in the remaining moments, just, uh, just a reminder to our radio listeners that do enjoy this program, and those of you who hate us as well, uh, if you uh, have feelings that are strong about Free Talk Live, don't hesitate to let the program directors know uh, about it. Hopefully it's positive feelings. And uh, call your local talk station and tell them thanks for putting Free Talk Live on the air. Whether you get us just Saturday nights or you also get the weekday show, uh, if you only get Saturday nights, then that's a good time to ask for the weekday show. It's not necessarily going to happen tomorrow, but by sharing how you feel about uh, your favorite station's programming, let me tell you, they appreciate it. They appreciate hearing positive things from their listeners as opposed to the normal, well, I don't like what so-and-so said during whatever show. Because that's usually what a program director gets from people. is just a bunch of complaints about programming. So if you call with something positive, like, wow, that free talk live show you've got on Saturday nights is great. Put it on during the week if you get a chance. I think they'd appreciate that. 800-259-9231. At the very least, they certainly would appreciate your appreciation. So let's go to Mark in Texas. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hey, can you read me okay? You, we are hearing you. What's on your mind? 9-11 truth, man. It's coming down to that. It's the only thing that will get the job done. What the job? To, at least the job. That's a good question. It's the only way. Every time I get a letter from Ron Paul now, I curse all over and send him back and call him a coward. Okay, and why is that? Because he could have brought peace to the world if he had just answered that question in that presidential debate, and he won't touch it. Nobody will touch it. What question are you referring to, sir? They asked him about 9-11 if he thought it was anything funny. He said, no, I don't believe it. That could have changed the world. He he could have brought peace to the world by taking a 9-11 truther position, is what you're saying? Or at least cast some doubt on it. I mean, it's so easy. We now have irrefutable scientific peer-reviewed evidence on that subject. (laughs) And in Genesis, you know, I what is your like what is your goal, sir? What 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 do you want out of all this? Let's say that what you're saying is true. Let's say that the whole 9/11 it's truth thing is absolutely provable. Fine. I can prove it. I am not interested in let's, that. Let's let's assume you get what you want. We are taking your word for it, sir. I don't believe you, but uh you know, we're taking your word for well, it. You don't let's even presume me? let's presume that what you're saying is true and that the whole 9/11 truth thing is absolutely spot on. Uh what are, you know, pick your favorite conspiracy that's absolutely spot on. What is your goal? See, you called it. All you got to you can prove it to yourself if you just go to our What is your goal? I'm not asking you to prove we gotta, anything we gotta to me. We got to stir things up. We got to prove it and that no. will be the only thing that will ever provide enough leverage to get anything done. What do you mean when you say get anything done? What do you, what do you want to get done? We got we got to stir things up enough to have stir a revolution. Stir things up. A revolution. And what is the goal of the revolution? 
Well, if the people realize that they're being murdered by their own government, which I can absolutely prove, all you have to do is go to architects and engineers. I can prove it, too. The the U.S. government sent 58,000 men to die in Vietnam. They've sent thousands of people to die in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, They they interned uh, Japanese and German-Americans back in World War II. The U.S. police uh, forces are killing people all around the country. They're imprisoning millions more. I mean, I've got all kinds of things I can point to that I don't need to prove to show people that tyranny exists. So I'm asking you again, if you can even prove it, and I don't want you to Which prove I it, can. I don't care, uh, what is your goal? What do you want of this revolution that you Just, speak of? you got to stir things up enough for the people will actually revolt in a big way. And what will that uh, result millions in? Millions of people in the streets. You know, people can't handle the truth. For what purpose? So I would just say... What is your end goal, sir? I understand what you want. You want people in the streets doing something. What do you want to come out of all that? Well, the only way, the only thing is the military. They got us at the end of a barrel of a gun. If they know that 9-11 truth is an absolute provable fact... They might just turn their guns on their officers. That's how the Vietnam why is it, War Why is it 9-11 that's so officers. important? Why not, why not try to prove some kind of conspiracy about the Oklahoma City building or uh, JFK? I mean, aren't those sexy uh, conspir- unsolved mysteries, because too? Not, because 9-11 is scientifically provable. And the military guys ain't gonna like it. So what? What is your out. goal? I, what do you want? To, you don't. You don't really know, do you? You don't really know what well, you want it, besides it, chaos. Uh, a bloody revolution in the streets is you the want only a bloody way. revolution. This is why I don't want to associate with people like you. Thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're dangerous and crazy, in my opinion. If you're talking about bloody revolution, you have not studied the history of violence. You don't understand uh, what it is that uh, violence will result in. Violent revolution. Just results in more violence in the future because the people who were the most violent are the ones that rise to power in whatever new power structure is created after the revolution's all over and done with, after the blood has spilt, uh, then the, those who are the, the, the most influential and violent will come to, the, to rise to the top, and then they will weed, wield power in your brand new society. Whoopie-doo, you've changed out one gang of criminals for another gang of thugs. I mean, was it just me, Mark, or does he have no? He doesn't really know what he wants. You know, I, I he come, wants blood. I come, I come at this nine eleven truth thing from a different uh, standpoint, and to me, the standpoint is essentially it's a cover up uh, to di- distract people from what's really going on, and what's really going on is, in fact, the few are ruling the many, and. That, that, you and know, your bloody revolution is not going to change that. Yeah, this is just this is just a way to make people that believe that the few are ruling the many um, look silly. Let's talk to Tim in Illinois. Uh, you're listening, uh, Tim, to Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, hi guys. Um, okay, so I'm in a very uh, I'm on a very long drive with a two year old and a four year old. Sweet. What are and you guys talking about? <laughs> well, that's kind of funny actually. We were uh, just riding along, and they're playing with their baby dolls. They're both girls. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, my oldest, my four-year-old, says to my youngest, I'm going to call the police on you and put you in jail. Oh, no. So I, t- so I turn to her, and I say, you know, we don't talk like that. We don't, you know, use the government, you know, <laughs> as force to, to hurt other people. And they both kind of looked at me dumbfounded. So I very plainly, without any coaching, asked my four-year-old, you know, what is a jail? And... Without a doubt, she told me absolutely what a jail is. So my four-year-old knows without a doubt what a jail is. So I then ask her, what is a police officer? And plain as day, someone who puts people in jail. (laughs) From the mouths of babes. (laughs) Exactly. 
I just wanted to tell you guys that. Oh, thought it was you. great. I appreciate that. And you know what? you got to start your kids listening to Free Talk Live early. I And thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. We come, we come on at about bedtime on Eastern Time, 7 to 10 p.m. Yeah, that's another, no better way to fall asleep than listening to your dulcet tones, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's interesting uh, being on the air as, as long as we have now. I mean, starting the show back in 2002, there were people that were listening to us when they were in, in uh, you know middle school who have now... Graduated to college. college. I mean, it's it's pretty neat that they've been uh, listening to Free Talk Live for that long. And of course, we appreciate anybody who's listening to the show, whether it's been your first night tuning in or you've been a long time listener. Welcome aboard. We're going to keep this thing going six nights a week, and you can keep listening as you're at your leisure. You can do it on your local favorite radio station. Uh, that's the best way to listen. It's listening live on a local station affiliate. Or you can listen uh, anytime online at freetalklive.com. And we've got all kinds of features there to keep you busy uh, as well. Since we don't do a Sunday show, uh, we'll see you Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a super weekend. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.